Join me right now on Kumite TV. Back on the show is UFC flyweight rising prospect Jillian Robertson. What's going on? Uh, not much. Just finished training tonight and uh, getting ready for my fight July 27th. Super excited. Of course, of course. Now, around the time of your last fight, you were hacked. Now, what happened there? Explain. Honestly, I have no idea how they got in, but um, my Instagram account got hacked. And it was literally the day of weigh-ins. Like, I, I can't sleep the night of weigh-ins just because I'm cutting weight. I'm really dehydrated. So I woke up at 4 a.m. to, like, five texts from people back home in a different time zone telling me, they're like, oh, I think your Instagram got hacked. And then I go and I look on it, and I slowly see all my pictures getting deleted, like, minute by minute, more and more getting deleted. And uh, the hacker ended up eventually texting me. He got my number off the Instagram account, and he was like, oh, I'll sell your account back to you. And I was like, no, I'm definitely not doing that. But um, I was able to get in contact with somebody at Instagram and they were able to get me my account back later that day. So thankfully, everything worked out perfectly. But it was a lot of stress, especially when I'm down on weight. When I was cutting weight then. Definitely. Um, you know, the hack. Why would someone want to hack you? I guess to make money, right? That's what the guy wanted. How much? Could you reveal how much money he wanted from you? He was honestly only asking for five hundred bucks, but whenever I went, whenever I got my account back, I looked in like my messages, and he was trying to sell like Blue Star accounts to people for a hundred dollars each. So I had people messaging me trying to give me money because they thought I was him. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, at least you got your stuff. Yeah, at least you got your Instagram back. You know, I think that's important in this day and age. You know, to promote yourself on social media and. Uh, you're doing a good job yourself, so you know getting your stuff hacked must have been stressful. But it did not have any effect on your performance the next day. Um, you you know you went out there. You were in Prague in another country. Got the second round submission. You know how was that trip? Other than uh, getting hacked, and you know what is your assessment of the fight? It, the trip was absolutely amazing. I loved Prague. It was just such a beautiful city to be in. And uh, my assessment of the fight and. I got the win. I'm not necessarily proud of how I performed. I feel like there's just even in my jujitsu, there's a lot of mistakes that I made that are like just stupid little mistakes that she was able to capitalize on where I lo I'm looking back. I'm like, you never do that in the gym. Why'd you do it in that moment? So it's just things that I went back and I've had to refine, but um, I would have definitely liked to display a little bit more ground and pound in that fight, be able to capitalize a little bit more strikes. Not, uh, I'm never necessarily trying to strike on the feet feet but i want to do more damage on the ground i want to be able to um really i i want to be able to cut this next girl i fight so bad that's my goal is that is that the reason why you you know after this that last fight you kind of went into doing jujitsu tournaments to kind of like sharpen up your game more um no i just went into jujitsu tournaments more just to stay active i feel like it's very important and with the ufc i'm not staying as active as i'd like to right now uh, when I was an amateur, I had I was an amateur for two years, and I had twelve fights in two years. So I was like, "That's a fight every like two months," and that's probably a little bit too active for me right now. But I would like to have a fight like every three or four months. But uh, doing a jujitsu tournament it keeps you in that competition mindset. It keeps you. Uh, it's just a different pace when you're going against somebody you don't know. When you have a crowd watching you, and it gets you used to just uh, performing well and making better decisions in front of a crowd. Yeah, you said you wanted to fight every three months, but this fight, I think, is about five months, six months almost, right? Now, 
Does the UFC yeah. have a plan for you? Is that why they waited so long to book you, or do you just want to fight in Canada? I have no idea. <laughs> Whatever the um, what, like ever since I've been with the UFC, every single fight I've got has been about uh, five or six months apart from each other. So uh, it's definitely not what I'd like, but it's just what I'm getting right now, and hopefully. Uh, after this fight, I'll build a little bit bigger name for myself, and I'll be able to get a quick turnaround. Have anybody turned down a fight with you? You know, you don't have to say any names, but has that happened? Uh, I know that there was talks of one fight, and then a female, uh, like, she got injured. So uh, there was a fight that was supposed to happen earlier, and it didn't happen. But, um, yeah, no, no talk. Nobody's turned me down, I don't think, so far, but... I've definitely called out a lot of people in the UFC just hasn't set it up. <laughs> you said after your last fight, you deserve somebody in the top 15, but you got Sarah Froda. You know, what was the reaction you had when she was offered to you? I mean, I'm happy for a fight no matter what. I'm happy for match up, but just, like, like you said, I, I, I would have definitely liked someone in the top 15, definitely like someone who is uh, going to be a tough matchup for me, but no matter what, it's always experience getting in there. It's, uh, like I said, you just being in front of a crowd, you learn how to perform better. So having another win on my record and hopefully uh, getting that 50K this fight is definitely going to be a uh, positive. So, Did you check out her promotional debut and what did you think of her performance? Uh, I did watch her debut. She came in, I believe, seven or eight pounds over for that fight. So she was a lot bigger than uh, Olivia Hanata Souza. And uh they ended up uh, coming to a close split decision, but it's like, I don't know, Sarah didn't really do anything impressive during the whole fight. Of course, Olivia is uh, the former Invicta champ. She's definitely a tough competitor, but uh, Sarah pulled guard a few times, and uh, I feel like she's going to be comfortable going to the ground with me. She has a lot of submissions off her back, but that's going to be a mistake on her part. Yeah, you know, pulling guard in MMA is, like, not recommended, right? But Sarah does that a lot. If you watched her fights, even outside the UFC, she does that so much. And then, you know, I guess against lower level competition, you can do that. But when you get to the UFC, has any coach ever told you to pull guard? I honestly, I, I, uh, I pull guard in a different way. I aggressively pull guard. No matter what, if I'm pulling guard in a fight, then I'm getting a sweeper submission instantly off of it. So, like, when I fought Molly McCann, I pulled guard there, but I swept her instantly. So, it, it was like an arm drag to a guard pull to a sweep, and then I was right on top. So, not, like, the way that Sarah pulls guard, I would never do it in a fight. I feel like that's to the point of, I don't, like, she just, she doesn't want to wrestle, so she's pulling guard to get the fight to the ground, where I feel like that's, like, it, it almost becomes a desperate guard pull, where if you're doing it aggressively and you have, a ta like, a plan behind it, like I said, if you're going to a sweeper submission instantly off the guard pull, then I feel like it's safe to do. Yeah, she did uh, also come, you know, in overweight, way overweight. Um, is that a concern for you, or do, does that not matter? You'll still fight her just like uh, her last opponent. Well, uh, her last fight was at 115, so she's actually moving up for this fight. Okay, okay. So. Yeah, she weighed in 123 for her last fight, and then this will be at 125 this time. So hopefully she'll make weight. Uh, you do see it sometimes that fighters, they come up a weight class, and they think they can put up put on a little bit extra muscle, whatever, and then they miss weight again. So hopefully that doesn't happen, but no matter what, the fight's going to be on. How does she uh, stack up against you know the your previous opponents in the UFC? Do you think she's similar to anybody? Um. 
No, I don't. I feel like she uh, she has her own style. She's well, uh, if anything, she's honestly like the girl that I lost to, uh, uh, Myra Buena Silva, uh, where they're a decent Muay Thai, not a lot of wrestling, and then they're good black belts on the ground. So, uh, like, I don't know. I never came up. I don't feel like I showed up 100% to that fight. So we're definitely, I'm 100% confident in this no matter what. <laughs> How does it feel to be fighting in Canada? You know, you're Canadian. This is your first professional fight in Canada. A lot of people probably don't know that. Uh, it's absolutely insane to be able to fight in Canada. Literally, every single one of my pro fights has been in like my opponent's hometown pretty much. So uh, to finally be able to be in my home country, it's going to be insane to have the country behind me, have some people actually cheering for me instead of the whole crowd booing me. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you're going to your home country. You know, you you probably go in as a huge favorite over Froda. You know, do you feel this way? Do you feel that much confidence in yourself? And you're at, you're at this level to where, you know, it's hard to beat you now? I feel like I'm always 100% confident in myself, no matter what, walking into the cage. I have the best team, best coaches in the world, and I know that uh, when that cage door closes, that I'm ready for anything. Now, outside of your fight, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the flyweight division. I would like to pick your brain about that. Um, you know, the last mm -hmm. title fight was uh, Jessica I versus Shevchenko at UFC 238. You know, did you expect that type of fight? Did you expect a highlight reel? Like knockout by Shevchenko? Uh, I definitely expected that. I didn't expect it that soon, but um, I I feel like Shevchenko's just going to be dominant in this division for a while right now until you see maybe a couple years down the road, you're going to see the younger girls like me and Montana De La Rosa. And, uh, there's a, like a few more girls that are coming up, but it's just right now, uh, there's no one that's really in like top five, top 10 that's going to give her problems, I don't think. Uh, what do you think would be like a the main strength, you know, going in against Valentina that would help somebody beat her? Well, um, her weakness is definitely going to be her grappling more than anything. She's still a strong grappler, but uh, I feel like her striking is just so much stronger than her grappling. Like she's just next level in the striking. I feel like my style of grappling, I have a very dangerous submission game. No matter what, I'm always hunting for the finish, and I feel like. It's very unexpected, and people fall into it a lot. They find themselves in a choke before they even realize they're in a choke. And I feel like my type of game would be uh, able to take her out. And I just need a few more years to develop my skills. <laughs> UFC Uruguay is going to happen, you know, a few weeks after your fight. Valentina is defending her title against Liz Carmouche. You know, you fought actually, to, you know, on the same card as her in Prague. Um, what do you think her chances are, you know, against you know, uh, Valentina, because I, I feel that she actually has a decent chance because she has beaten her before and she has a strong ground game. Uh, yeah, uh, Liz definitely does have a decent chance. Um, I feel like she's strong in general, just physically. Like, she's definitely going to uh, be able to put up... I, I feel like it'll definitely be a better fight than what uh, her and Jessica I had, but um, I still feel like Valentina's going to come out champ no matter what. I feel like she's going to be dominant for a while like i said <laughs> all right july 27th ufc 240 edmonton canada julian thank you so much for your time and uh good luck on everything that you are doing oh, thank you for having me